If you're listening to this podcast, you are a Latino that is motivated to learn knowledge and strategies to help you thrive. During these difficult times, knowing how to thrive will give you the cutting edge to succeed where others fail. And now, Executive Coach Victor Escalante. Hello, everyone. If you are listening to our show for the first time, we want you to know that this is our inaugural launch of the show, Latinos Who Are Succeeding. My name is Victor Escalante. I'm the host of the program. A little bit about me, I am an expert in neuro-linguistic programming, NLP for those uh, that don't know what it is. It's the science of learning to run your mind. This podcast is my contribution to you to help you to bring you headline makers, people that are succeeding, and especially Latinos. It is our time to shine, and it is our time to help each other to advance the growth and the success of our people. It is my honor to have as the first guest, Tony Salas. He is a serial entrepreneur who I've had the great pleasure of meeting. I've watched and tracked his uh, trajectory, and this man is on a winning streak, and he is a rising star. So without further ado, let me introduce and welcome uh, Tony Salas. Welcome to our show, Tony. Victor, the honor is mine. Thank you so much for having me here. Uh, it's truly a pleasure to be here in the presence of your listeners and all of the Latinos that are across the globe, especially here in the U.S., that are chasing the American dream. It's an honor to be here. Yes, and what a year we have had uh, the past year, uh, 2020. 2020 is certainly a year to remember. Luckily for me, I didn't have any deaths in my family or my friends, and I was gainfully employed, and I've had multiple streams of income this year. And I would say that the worst thing for me was not being able to be with friends and family on a personal level. You know, I'm more of like a social butterfly. I, I love to be with people. But other than that, it was a great year for me, but I know there's a lot of other people that didn't have the same year. Yes, so we got to pull together in 2021 and learn the skills, learn from the movers and shakers that are going places so that we don't have to go at it alone. Uh, Tony, talk about yourself. Tell us uh, how you got started as an entrepreneur. Well, I think I was an entrepreneur in my mother's belly. And so, you know, I, I grew up in Fart, Texas, which is near McAllen. And at the age of five, my family came to the big city in Houston for a better life. And so growing up, I grew up in a very entrepreneurial family. My mother had a daycare business. My father had a car wash business. And so at the age of 10, I first found out what sweat equity was. And I'm not talking about the sweat equity you see on Truck Tank. I mean the real sweat equity where you're sweating bullets in Texas heat washing cars. And that's the kind of family that I grew up in. When I got into high school, I decided to take matters into my own hands and I wanted to make money. So one day I asked my mom, hey, me haces 20 tacos. And she's like, what? What you gonna do with all those tacos? I said, I'm gonna sell them. And so the next day I sell all those tacos and throughout my high school, I sell tacos. And so, um, it kind of gives you some background on what was my foundation and, and where I got my energy and drive from. That's an interesting story. Uh, Tony, in your experience, uh, would you say that 
that entrepreneurial families make entrepreneurs. And if they don't, uh, if a person listening to us doesn't come from a family that promoted uh, self-sufficiency and the American dream of owning your own business and directing your own destiny, can someone develop this entrepreneurial mindset if they were not born into this kind of family? That's a great question. And I sincerely believe that if you grew up in an entrepreneur family, it doesn't necessarily make you an entrepreneur because um, through my career, I've had the pleasure of working with many, many companies, many business owners, privately held companies. And I've helped them on the capacity when they're looking to sell their company. And I've also helped them when they're launching their company or they're going through an expansion when there's an acquisition or there's a merger. And quite often we find so many families that they have kids and they expect their kids to take over the company. It doesn't happen. And especially among Hispanics, it happens a lot. That is true. They don't want to continue with the business of their parents. Maybe they, they saw it as drudgery and they're too comfortable having a college education and working at a steady job to where they don't want to take on the risk, the uncertainty of, of a steady income. That's true. And the good news is that entrepreneurship, the basic fundamentals of bringing in a product or service to the marketplace and getting customers and making sales and, and truly serving customers, anyone can learn it. You just have to learn what works and what doesn't work. There's a lot of misinformation out there right now with YouTube, with Facebook, with Instagram. All these influencers are looking to get to get attention. They'll do anything for a like. And unfortunately, it creates a lot, a lot of misinformation in the marketplace. And I think that that's where, as a Latino, um, it's where do we fit in the marketplace? Where do we get our knowledge from? I think it's that's the million dollar question. Yes. And, and so bring us uh, up to date. You obviously sold the tacos that your mom made. And what did that teach you, having that mindset and an action plan in school? The most important thing that it taught me was leverage. And let me explain. So the reason that I sold my tacos, and by the way, not only did, did my classmates buy my tacos, but even the lunch ladies bought my tacos and the administrators of the school would buy my tacos. Now, that's amazing. Why, why is leverage important? It's so important because the reason I was able to be so successful is because there was no one else in my classroom or in my school selling tacos. Wow. In addition to that, my classmates were bored and they would make excuses to go to the restroom just to go to the vending machine and get snacks. And so I was selling a product that they couldn't get anywhere else and they were bored and they were hungry. And so it really, looking back, of course, I didn't understand that then, but looking back as I grew into an adult and I went into the marketplace, it really taught me the power of leverage and being able to utilize that in any product or service that I'm either promoting or consulting or am I doing one that I'm doing myself. So La Palanca, aprendiste La Palanca para mover uh, lo, lo duro, lo fuerte, que no podías uh, por tu propia cuenta. All right, so what did that lead to? It's like after your success as an entrepreneur selling tacos in school, what did that lead to? What did that springboard you to? Well, so at that point, I was generating income. 
I was earning between $400 to $600 a month being a teenager, right? And so that was pretty good money. And what I decided to do is I first invested in myself. I remember that I purchased my first self-development book and I was so proud of myself when I finished reading it. And then I invested in my first program. I, I purchased an audio program for $500 and it changed my life. It changed my life because it taught me about visions. It taught me about creating goals, about setting intentions, about creating leverage, not just in business, but in life and just all the aspects that it comes with being alive. And what I decided to do after that is I got into business to business sales. I got into corporate sales. When I was 19, I was the youngest salesman in the company and I was able to earn $80,000 that first year because I was selling to companies. Yes. And so working in that kind of business at such a young age, it taught me everything from how to build a business plan, how to negotiate, how to cold call, how to present, you know, how to speak when your hands and your mouth is shaking, right? It was just truly a great experience for me in my early 20s. And that's what I did. I stayed with that company for five years. And eventually I scaled up to being in the government division where I was selling government contracts on the state and local level. And so with that one company, I was able to learn consumer sales. I was able to learn business sales and I was able to learn public sector sales, which is government. All from the start of a book and a personal development program. So go ahead and tell us, Tony, what was the name of that book or who was the author? Well, the first one that what that I read was by, I believe, Arthur James Arthur Ray. Yes. Harmonic Wealth. Now he has some he has some some drama because he later on he started doing these in person seminars and they were in a uh, a sweat hut where people. Yes, he had his share of controversy. A couple of people died. Okay, but but what he was saying was was really good. Besides that, and then the second book was. Uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad and then the audio program was a Tony Robbins program which I forgot the name of it but it was like was uh, it unlimited power I believe it was unlimited power yes that that program has uh, been credited with literally changing people's lives that's an NLP based program that Tony Robbins imparts to the masses the general principles of NLP or neuro-linguistic programming and I agree with you. As a matter of fact, I was influenced to start studying NLP after reading the book Unlimited Power back in, in the 80s when Tony Robbins first came out with the book. In my experience, I went on to study it from a clinical perspective. And just like you, it literally transformed my life. So tell us, Tony, are you a lifelong learner? that you are always reading new things and listening to programs, educating yourself? Yes, yes, and yes. I believe that there's a hierarchy in learning. So when you're first starting off, especially like Latinos, we come, unless you're born into a well-off family that you have the foundation of, of the mental game, the inner game, then it's, it's a different deal, right? But for most Latinos in the U.S., they come from families that they're trying to figure out how this country works. They're trying to figure out how to make a dollar. And they don't really have that 
inner game. And actually, it's not just Latinos. It's anyone in general that didn't grow up with money. And so I believe there's a hierarchy in learning where, number one, there's a mindset. There's the psychology of what it takes to win, what it takes to be a winner. And I really do believe that success leaves clues. And you can break down people from different industries all across business and also in sports and in the arts and in different types of crafts and, and talents. And you're going to find a common denominator of constant improvement, of constant inner game, knowing that you can do it. If you can see it in your head, it can be a reality, right? So that's number yes. one. But today, I'm past that. I'm kind of past the motivational stuff because like I've already immersed myself into it. So I'm in a different hierarchy of learning where I want to learn specific skills that can help me in today's world. And so what are the specific skills? Today, social media is a really big, important skill to learn how to get attention online. And being that we are in a global marketplace, the other thing is, is, is how do you do business with multiple countries or multiple language across multiple barriers that is what i am um, learning about in today's in my today world that's true because the world is now the global marketplace look at the big leap in technology that we all had to adapt with online earning online uh, doing business uh, because of covid so something that uh, was very destructive and very damaging could be the input or the catalyst to get us to really connect uh, worldwide. You know, it, it really triggers me when I hear people say, I just can't wait for things to get back to normal. I just can't wait for things to go back to the way they are. I just can't wait for this COVID thing to be over. And you know what? COVID is not going away, okay? The, our world is never going to be the same same again and That's the true. people that see the new rising stars from here going forward i'm talking from it doesn't matter how old you are what industry whatever you do the new rising stars are going to be the people that can adapt it's not the ones that are going to be like well we used to do it this way it's like how can you perform in today's marketplace when people are uncomfortable being face to face when there's a big scare because of the virus we have to learn to live with that and adapt. And that is very, very important. That's a very good point. In preparation for this interview, uh, Tony, you mentioned that you feel that now is the best time to start a business. Why do you believe that? Uh, apart from what you've already told us. There is a window of opportunity in that, unfortunately, there were a lot of businesses from a small business, mid business, or a large enterprise perspective that did not make it. They just closed, they had to shut their doors down. And that's number one. Number two, because we are in a shift, again, the world is never gonna be the same again. There are people that are still learning to adapt. So it's almost like we are in a um, they call it birthing pains when there's something new that's coming out and people are trying to get used to it. This is a window of opportunity to enter the marketplace and seize it, adapt, and whatever it is, whether it's a product that's a tangible uh, product you want to sell or a service you want to provide, 
Now is the time to do it. You also mentioned to me that uh, different entities are coming to you now to teach them how to replicate what you've been able to do as far as uh, business development and technology. Talk about that. Yeah, so what I do today is I work with companies that are between 1 million to upwards of 200 million in annual revenue, and they're looking for more capital. So they're looking to grow, and they need to either restructure their debt, they need to maybe maybe grow or, or acquire a company, and they just don't know where to get that capital from. And it's funny because when I talk with people, I tell them, you know, of course, you sit down and you have a conversation like, hey, how are you? And I just recently ran for office for state representative here in Texas. I got 44% of the vote. And when I'm just talking to people about what I'm doing and I'm sharing with them, um, social media comes up. And when I show them how many, how much engagement I was able to get online in, in 2020 and how I was able to apply it to my business. So I'm in the lending business. And I was able to get four big leads. These were companies that were doing over a hundred million in annual revenue. And I found them, you know, through Facebook ads. And wow. so when I share this, it's funny because I've had a handful of, of, um, of acquaintances in the business say, Hey, how much is it going to take for me to pay you to teach me this? And at first I was like, look, man, like it's not that complicated, but I'll show you for a fee. And it just goes shows the uh, importance today to being able to reach people in their home. And, you know, when we look at that, we look at mailers and traditional marketing, and, and those are always going to be good, but they're not good enough for today's market. No, the market has shifted. And what used to work is no longer working. So companies are, are looking to to find out how. And I've worked with multi-million dollar companies. These are companies that can afford the best digital marketers. They can, they have the ad budget, but they still don't know how to do it. Why? Because it's new. It, this is something new that they're not teaching in the colleges and the universities. You know, there's private seminars that you can go learn, which are good, but it's not readily available for people. So it's a, it's a new art that, that has a science to it. There's a process to it, but it's so new that people are trying to wrap their head around it. So if you know how to use social media to get engagement, and I'm not talking just posting a selfie and you got 300 likes. No, I'm talking like you're getting people's attention because you have a product or service or offer. If you know how to do that, you are gold in today's market. That's amazing. So Tony, if given what you've told us and all the things that you've been into and know, if you were giving advice to your younger self, what 10 things would you tell him that he must do or avoid? Ooh, that's a tough one. I would say number one, learn to fail quickly. Failure is inevitable. Like we can't escape failing. It's part of a process. And you can fail slowly, which a lot of people do. I've been there before. That's why that would be my advice is fail quickly. If it's not going good at your job, you know, what is the problem? Do you not like your boss? Are you not good at your job? Maybe you need some more skills. Maybe you're not passionate about it. Like don't sit there 
in that job for years. Get out of there. Find a replacement. If you're in a bad relationship where maybe it, it didn't start good to begin with, but you're like, man, this person, I'm so attracted to them and I just want it to work. It's like, don't waste your time. Like, fail quickly. Learn the lesson and keep moving. That would that, be my first advice. That's an interesting point. Uh, and I had heard that phrase before, and I totally concur with that. I gave that same advice to a client uh, a couple of years back who was in the, in the entertainment business and because he was having a, a rough time because of uh, market conditions and too many other variables that were out of his control. And I told him, it's like, if this is going to be a failure, fail quickly. Uh, don't take a lot of money that you're going to pour down a drain and it's going to give you lots of uh, headaches. And at first he thought, well, why would you be telling me that if you are one of the most positive persons I know? I said, because you got to be realistic, okay? You're in this business, you launched with the best of expectations, but it's not what you expected because the market had shifted since the last time that you were doing this kind of business. And so it turned out to be a self-fulfilling prophecy because he didn't take my advice. And two years later, he had to close because uh, he, he couldn't get it together. So I'm totally of the opinion that try something. And if it doesn't work out, move on. Learn the lesson from it and move on. If you've discovered how not to do it, there will be other ways to discover how not to do it the same way. But learn the lesson. So that's number one. Tony, what's uh, number two? Things you would tell yourself. Younger Tony. Let's see. The second thing is I would tell myself hard work will make you a living, but leverage will make you a fortune. Yes. Let me repeat that again. Hard work will make you a living, but leverage will make you a fortune. And let me tell you why that is so important. Because when I was first learning, what I was told is a formal education will make you a living, but self-education will make you a fortune. And that is only partially true because knowledge and action is great. But if you don't have leverage, what is leverage? Leverage is being able to do more with less. And if that is the key determinator of success in any field. If you're an athlete and you have the genes of an athlete, that is leverage. If you're an actor and you have great looks and you're charismatic and you get along with people naturally, that is leverage. If you are in the marketplace and you have a company and you're offering a product that you do more than anyone else does and it's a price that is affordable, and you have a pleasurable shopping experience, that is leverage. I think that is probably the most important thing besides the first thing is hard work, yes, but work hard at creating leverage. Yes, and you know where my mind goes to with that comment is one of the uh, most famous philosophers. I studied him, and he was not only a philosopher to where he taught, but he also practiced business. Uh, he practiced what he taught his students. And uh, 
in one of the books that I read about him, he went out and bought up all of the wine presses and, or he rented all of the available wine presses and during a boom harvest of grapes, he had the monopoly. He had that leverage to control that people had to go to him to be able to make wine. Talk about the leverage that someone would have like that. So you're absolutely right. It's like develop a uniqueness that is not easily found that people have to come to you and you set your own price having that leverage, don't you? Yes. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Two down. Tell us a third point that you would tell your younger self. We're on a roll here. I got like two more. Do we have room for two more or just one more? We have as, as much as you want to share with us. Okay, so I would tell you the third one to myself and anyone is debt is not bad, okay? What exists is there is good debt and there is bad debt, okay? What is the difference? Good debt makes you money. What is an example? Purchasing real estate, investing in yourself, buying a, a program that's going to make you a better person in the marketplace on credit. That is good debt. Going to school, getting an education, that is good debt. Buying a company and getting credit terms, that is good debt. Good debt earns you money. What is bad debt? Bad debt is going and saying, well, I need a new purse or I need a new car because it's going to make me more sales or I'm going to feel better. I mean, a car is a depreciating asset. Okay. No one in this earth is really going to care, give a damn what car you drive. What they care about is how are you going to help them? So bad debt is things that are not going to earn you money. Now, People confuse that. They, they don't justify it. You know, you could go on a shopping spree and overshop yourself and say, well, this is going to make me money. But and realistically, it's not going to make you money. So there is good debt and bad debt. And in a perfect world, you wouldn't use debt at all. But the reality is, is that every large company, when I say large company, I mean, even let's take a company that's doing 10 million in annual revenue, 10 million and up, even 5 million and up they have debt okay they have debt. they wouldn't survive without that so when we look at people that have wealth and fortunes they have debt the difference is is that they know how to choose a quality of debt which is good debt that earns them income yes and where my mind goes with that is i got this from robert allen the uh, famous guru in the 70s and 80s that was real estate teacher. He called it butter or guns. He says, buy guns to fight a battle instead of buying butter because it tastes good and it's going to make you fat or, or it's not going to add anything to creating that leverage that you talked about. So excellent, very excellent point. What's another uh, point? The final point that I had, I know you said 10, but I, I, I simplified it. The fourth final theme would be in business, focus on the fundamental. What is a business? What is the definition of a business? The definition of a business is having a product or service and having a paying customer. It's simple. 
a company is not your logo. A company is not your fancy business cards. It's not your office. It's not your employees. It's not your financials. Those are part of the business, but you can have a building with a hundred employees. You, it can be stacked with capital in the bank, but if you don't have a paying customer, that company is going to go out of business. And it happens every day and every month and every year in the U S you have 400,000 new companies that are started in the U S and there are 470,000 that die every year. Why is that? Well, it's simple. There's a math equation. There's more money coming out than money coming in. Now, part of that is very interesting. There was a recent article by the Wall Street Journal. They posted a video of Elon Musk saying, you know, Elon Musk is, most of your listeners probably know who Elon Musk okay. is, the founder of Tesla and doing all kind of uh, new tech things. He said that there is an NBA-inization. So he took the word NBA-inization going on where you have companies that are being ran by newly minted MBAs that are just focused on financials and balance sheets and projections and economies of scale. Those things are important, but they're not focusing on the fundamentals, which is providing a better product or service and having higher customer satisfaction. And that is what people really need to understand that if you get in business, yeah, like all this stuff, all the other departments are important but you're there to provide value. And that I would tell myself that because I've been in multiple ventures myself and I got caught up. I got caught up in the website. I got caught up on the logo. I got caught up on so many things. I'm having a fancy office, fancy business cards on my pitch, but it, I wasn't laser focused on what my product is or service and how I was going to deliver it to my customers. I think if, if you do that and you do that really well, you can have, shitty marketing and bad sales and your product will sell. Yes, that's for sure. So that leads us to the next question, Tony, is you recently started an online program. Uh, talk about that. I did. I launched a online school by the name of Ser Dueño. And so what it is, is I, there are 40 million Hispanics in the U.S. And a large percentage of Hispanics in the U.S. do not speak any English. And a large percentage of Hispanics own companies, own businesses, and another large percentage want to start a business. They want to get into the marketplace. And so this year for 2021, my new mission is to help Spanish speakers all over the U.S. to help them to be successful through business ownership. And so I have a seven-day course that I'm selling it at a super low price and they can access it online and they're going to learn in their language in Spanish. And I'm doing this because our demographic, the Hispanic demographic, and when I mean Hispanic, I mean Spanish speaking, it's grown and it's not going to end. And unfortunately we have a lot of first generation Hispanics here listening that they make it or they go get their career. And then they, despise and they hold grudges they resent the culture because they were upset of how they grew up and how the mexican or latin american whatever culture it is 
they learn to resent them and they try to become like Anglos, like the Anglos. They try to assimilate. And I'm all about assimilation. I'm all about living what America is. But you cannot forget where you came from and you cannot forget your culture. And I truly believe there is a window of opportunity right now for Hispanics to launch companies of their own, whether they are launching a new product or a new service and to be successful. But that, that window of opportunity is closing up. You have a lot of major companies that are targeting Hispanics today. For example, we've all heard of Abuelita Chocolate, right? Yeah. Which is a household name. It's even sold in Mexico. I now, just had some this week, by the way. <laughs> let me ask you, who is it made by? I believe it's owned by Nestle, isn't it? It's owned by Nestle. Nestle is a U.S. company. Yes. That are marketing to Hispanics. And, you know, there's this, there's a, a chain here in Texas, H-E-B. Yeah. H-E-B, I love going to H-E-B. They have some a few stores that are called Tienda, which is like a Mexican meat market on steroids i mean they have the customer experience down to the t when you walk in there they have the elote vendors they have the guys selling the boots you walk into the store you look to the right you have the panaderia you have them making the fresh tortillas you keep walking into the store and you can smell the fajitas de carne asada you hear the music and that's just the whole store and so why am i why am i saying this i'm saying this because Companies are investing money in selling to Hispanics, selling to Spanish speakers. And as a Hispanic, as a Spanish speaker, you don't need to know how to sell to the marketplace like this because you know the culture. So take advantage of that. Have some thought into that. Whatever product or service that you have in your head, think about it. Can I help my community? Can I serve my community and still earn money? I think that that if we place that more into our children and into schools, I think that we will have uh, an improvement in our community and we'll see more Hispanics rising so that it's just not a few of us, but it's a norm. And that's what I want to see. I want it to be a norm. And that's why I took this route. That's great, Tony. Congratulations. Give us an idea of what people can expect to learn the first day of this seven-day program. First day covers the mentality of an entrepreneur. The mentality is really where everything starts. I define really what a company is, what a company isn't. I define the interior inner game that you need to be successful. You cannot take anywhere, anyone, sorry, you cannot take anyone somewhere you've never been. That is and true. it doesn't mean you've been there physically. You can be there in your mind, but that's what a leader is. You have to envision it. You have to see it. And so the inner game is very important. The next thing they're going to learn is the outer game, how to talk, how to present, what kind of image, how do they present themselves to the marketplace? From there, they learn how to create a vision, a vision that makes sense for them, how to have their values in mind. You see, there's a lot of ways to make money and legal ways to make money, but they're morally bankrupt. For instance, if I manufacture a new prescription, but it ends up killing more people than saving people, am I really having a moral business? No, right? So values are important. And then they're going to learn how to set tangible goals that have a deadline. And this is not all theoretical. This is what you've actually practiced all your life, isn't it? 
It's real examples. They're also going to learn some of the top reasons why companies fail, how to avoid them, and how to take action. Action, action, action. And that's just one day of learning. And this is a seven-day course with three bonus materials. The three bonus materials, they're going to learn how to manage their family and their business. They'll learn how to choose the correct business partner. Because having a business partner is like having a marriage, but with no intimacy. And what that means is that when you have a problem with your business partner, you can't just go to bed and make up. I mean, those are real issues and real problems. So people need to choose correct business partners. And there are alternatives to choosing a business partner. You don't have to just have a partner. You can have a joint venture. You can have a referral agreement. There's so many different ways to work with people without being business partners. And the third thing is I'll teach them at the end how to sell their company when they don't want their company. An exit strategy is what you're talking about. An exit strategy because you have to start with the end in mind, okay? When people start launching their companies, they're like, yeah, you know, this is going to be the great thing, and I'm going to sell a lot of this, and I'm going to enjoy myself, or, you know, this is going to be my children's legacy. But what happens when their children are not interested? What happens when life changes? There's a new member to the family, or there's you're having to move, or you know, maybe you find another business that makes you 10 times more of the money. What do you do with the business you have already? Excellent points. Well, Tony, this has been very enlightening and very refreshing to hear your perspective and how you are going places. Now, you have a special offer for our listeners. Talk about that. What do you have to offer? I have a special offer that if your main language is English, but you speak a little bit of Spanish, take this course because it is imperative for you to know Spanish if you want to be a true entrepreneur, an entrepreneur that can really take seas of the market. For me, I it opened up my eyes when I started learning in Spanish because at first I was like, I got all this. I know what how to do what I need to do. But I started learning in Spanish and I learned different things that even though I knew the concept, I understood it in a different way. And so I have a special offer for you. If you're listening right now, you can get my seven day course with three modules for $293. The original price is $899 and your special offer is $293. It's a pre-order. So what that means is that you're pre-ordering the program. The program officially starts January 21st of 2021. So in January 21st, classes will begin. It's a digital program. And so that means that you'll be able to access it 24-7. You can link it up on your phone, on your tablet, on your computer. You can listen to it while you're in the gym. It's a great way to start the new year. Wow, that's awesome. And do you offer payment plans if someone doesn't have the whole amount? We can do a, You can do it in two or three payments if you need to. And just that, that, that'll be in the website there. There's an option for our payment plan. If you're having a hard time with money, that should never, ever stop you from getting the knowledge you need to, to get ahead. And Tony, what's the best way that people can obtain this offer? You're going to go to www.soydueño.com. That is www.soydueño.com. S-O-Y-D-U-E-N-O. Okay. And you'll be able to see everything there. And also, I'm also on Facebook. Look me up under Tony Salas. I have a public page. Write me a message. 
tell me what you think. I mean, you may have an idea, a product, a service, or you're just like me and, and you've had similar experiences. I want to hear from you. You're open to joint ventures? I'm open to everything. There's if it, if it makes sense, let's talk. Or maybe you just you want some insight. You know, it, it doesn't cost you to send me a message and say hello. Okay. And of course, if you need financing for your company, your existing company, they should contact you to be able to assist them. That's correct. Well, thank you for being our inaugural guest on our show, Tony. I look forward to hearing about your success. And uh, for sure, I'm going to have you back on the program uh, and to hear of your success. And of course, to get more valuable information for our listeners who are going to be following uh, Latinos who are succeeding. I am looking forward to it. And to all my fellow Latinos, rise up, be proud of your heritage, and own the marketplace. Own the marketplace because even with an accent, just like you hear my accent, you too can succeed. Get your palanca. <laughs> there you go. All right, Tony. Well, uh, nice talking to you, and we'll be looking for your success. Mm -hmm.